dementia researcher with a blog and a rating. Before I began my PhD, I had no idea what to expect. In my head, people doing PhDs were some alien creatures who were somewhere I didn't really think I could get to. Hmm, is that imposter syndrome I hear? Not knowing what to expect was slightly daunting, but not knowing what skills I would gain from a PhD was even more daunting, as we are all aware how competitive that job market is when we finish. So, in today's blog, I thought I'd highlight five important transferable skills that I've gained throughout my PhD so far. Number one, project management. I had some idea that I would develop my project management skills during my PhD, as I knew a huge part of my PhD would be to manage my research project. But I don't think I realised how much of my PhD was actually project management. From the get-go, I was given an idea of my project with some of the infrastructure in place, but the rest was then up to me. From the start, I've been given a lot of responsibility when it comes to my project, which I'm really glad I was given, as it's definitely helped me hone in on my project management skills. I've had to create organisational systems to keep track of orders, experiments, data analysis, papers I've read, and timelines of when things would be completed by. At the start, I honestly had no idea where to begin, but as time has gone on, I've figured out what organisational systems work for me, and I feel that I've really started to develop my project management skills. The most important thing I've learned when it comes to project management is that organisation is key. Don't get me wrong, there is still lots more work to be done and some days things don't always go to plan. But that's science for you. Number two, managing a budget. One thing I had no idea I would be doing as a PhD student is managing my own budget. I don't think this is the case for all PhD students, but in my case, I've been given this opportunity. I have to ensure that I can afford all the project costs, including the purchase of any products from vendors outside the university, as well as ensuring that I have enough money to go to conferences. Due to this, it's meant that I've had to learn how to use the university purchasing system and has meant that I've had to liaise with company representatives when ordering certain products. Managing my own budget has been a great experience and one that will definitely come in handy when I apply for my own grants and have to manage those in the same way. Number three, managing a social media account. Again, this is something not all PhD students have to do, but during lockdown, I decided to set up my own science communication Instagram page as I wanted to share my passion for the brain, what my research was about, and hopefully to meet other scientists. Little did I know that creating an account would be rather demanding at times. As I shared my passion for the brain with others and talked about my own PhD experiences, I gained more followers. And with more followers comes more work. I've had to learn how to manage collaboration inquiries from companies, other science communicators, podcasts, etc. As well as learning how to manage and reply to questions sent to me directly about PhD research. It's definitely been more work than I thought it would be. But I've really enjoyed creating the account and I've gained so much from it. From improving my communication skills to becoming part of a worldwide community of other science communicators. Number four, content creator. Every PhD student will be a content creator at some point. I personally create content for my social media, such as infographics about dementia, anxiety and sleep, as well as creating videos about Alzheimer's disease and parts of the brain. However, even if I didn't do this, I would still be a content creator 
as PhD students have to make lots of presentations and posters. I found a couple of tools that have been really handy when making quick presentations or making posters for conferences. Canva is a great tool if you want to make eye-catching presentations quickly, as they have a number of pre-made presentations that you can just edit. I've also found BioRender to be a fantastic way of creating engaging and accessible graphics for presentations, posters and social media content. Plus, both of them have a free version. Number five, collaboration skills. By doing a PhD or being part of a research lab, it's very likely that you will conduct some form of collaboration with other researchers in the lab, researchers of a different lab, or even charities. A key part of academia is collaborating. But when I began my PhD, I had no idea how this would all work. I mean, how would I be able to collaborate with others if I don't even know them? Well, academia is a small world and people seem to know everyone. Your supervisors are likely to have large networks of people they've worked with slash know from conferences. So this is definitely a helpful tool if you're wanting to collaborate with others. You may also have PhD students in your department who are part of two departments. Again, this is helpful in creating connections. One tool that I found to be very helpful in collaborating with others is social media. I use Twitter to see what academics in my field are doing right now if they have any job opportunities and things like that. Twitter is also a great way to learn more about any upcoming conferences and events. And if these conferences or events have opportunities for you to potentially become part of a scientific programme or be on a committee. By taking advantage of these opportunities, it's a way of developing your network, which can be really helpful for your future career. I'm not going to lie, it's been very daunting at times, especially following experts in my field. But I like to remind myself that we are all human and nobody starts off as an expert. All of these skills that I've mentioned are transferable to many jobs and many different industries. So if you aren't sure about what your next steps are after a PhD, or if you don't think staying in academia is for you, then remember that once you complete your PhD, you will be highly employable. I find it helpful to look over all the skills I'm continuing to develop throughout my PhD as it's so easy to lose the big picture when you're so focused on completing experiments, getting data and writing up your work. I really hope this blog has reminded some of you of all those important skills that you either could develop during a PhD or that you are already developing right now during your PhD. Thank you for listening. Join the Dementia Research bloggers and share your own views.